breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike M. McCarty. My my world was thrown askew. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was worried about you. <laughs> I was worried about you. I, I I'm still not I'm still processing. Not mm-hmm. not that I'm oh Tucker right. Carlson, he's he's you know, the end all be all. That's yeah. not it. Mm-hmm. But oh. but he he did have perspectives on things that went against even Fox's narrative sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And he had emails in that in that Dominion lawsuit. If you'd have seen Tucker Carlson's emails and texts, he was not a Fox boy, not fans of the Murdochs. And, and it was all that was going to come out. And some of it has already started to come out. My issue is, hang on, let me take a deep, deep, deep breath. <sighs> okay. You had two golden boys fired on what I'm calling Monday Media Mayhem. You had Tucker Carlson axed at Fox. You had Don Lemon axed at CNN. But, but Don Lemon wasn't a golden boy, was he? Oh, I mean, to, he'd, to already CNN. Been, he'd already been taken off of their prime time. Oh, it was a promotion if you ask him. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But here's my problem. He was, you know, for a long time, he worked there for me. He's a Louisiana boy, by the way, if you didn't know. Don Lemon's an LSU grad. Um, but I, I taped, I intentionally taped Fox and CNN last night to see how they each handled it. Fox kind of ignored both, you know, a little bit on their, I was only watching, right. I only taped one show. I, I caught the end of Hannity. He mentioned them both briefly. And Laura Ing- Ingram, whatever her Laura name is. Laura Ingram. Yeah, she, she was on Biden. She was all about Biden. CNN. Brian are you Kilmeade, ready for this? On, on, on the beginning of, uh, Tucker Carlson's mm-hmm. news hour. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, I saw a thing that said, uh, Fox will address it. Right. And all he said, all I saw that he mm-hmm. said was, Tucker Carlson and Fox News have agreed to part ways. Let's yeah. get into the news. Boom, right. boom, boom. And that was it. Okay. Understandably so. so. Tune over to old CNN. <laughs> it was like they were at the carnival. I knew it would be. It was. Why it I was cotton it candy and popcorn and ice cream all dumped in one bowl. I knew it would be. Martindale. They went on Tucker Carlson for thirteen minutes. Thirteen minutes. Did they mention Don Lemon? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you heard. Yeah. 30 seconds. Literally 30 seconds on Don Lemon. I guess he didn't matter to him. I'm, I'm telling you. I guess he they wasn't didn't care golden, about him. No, they didn't. They didn't. And he's gone. And he was shocked. They were both pulled. I mean, Tucker left Friday saying, be back, see you Monday. Right. You know, and, yeah. and Don Lemon, the same thing. Both thought they'd be back. Eh, not back. But to go on 13, all these accusations against Tucker, if it's all true, you know, yeah, he should be gone. 
But, I mean, they went line by line about what a former producer said, how there's a Nancy Pelosi in a bikini picture on the wall and, you know, all kind. They went through every little thing Tucker Carlson has ever done wrong. Can we do the same tonight, CNN, on everything that Don Lemonoski has done wrong? I mean, he said women over, you ready? Women over 50, you're past your prime. Oh, yeah. Past your prime, gals. If you're over 50. He said that with two female guests on the show. His co-host is sitting there. (laughs) Oh, women, if you're over 50, you're past your prime. Shut up, Don Lemon. Kiss my big flappy (laughs) over the hill past my prime booty. Is that okay, Ruben? I guess. I I don't know anymore. (laughs) But Joe Biden's good to go. He's not past his prime. He's good to go. A man can't find find his way off of a stage after he screws up. He can't read. Don Lemon, I hope you become an Uber driver. That's what I hope for Don Lemon. Uber driver in New York. That's what I'm hoping. Cab driver. Bus driver. <laughs> Even better. It, 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 you know, I, he lost me. And I, not that he ever had me, but I, he. See, I, I just didn't give, I didn't even give him the time of day. I, I would occasionally tune over there. If there was a big story, I would tune over there. But Why? last night, uh, sometimes they would have somebody at the scene quicker than other people. And that's my history. You know, CNN in my history was a great place to go for breaking news. It's absolutely not okay, anymore. Okay, back in, what was it, the 80s? When, when, yes. when was the, the Iraq war? CNN was the bomb. That was it, absolutely. I mean, no pun intended, but yeah, they were right. absolutely the best. But for Don Lemon to just go as flagrantly left as he can possibly go, in, in and then to, to just paint all women with a broad brush... You're over 50, you're past your prime. A Kiss broad home. brush. Get it? Oh, a broad stop brush. it. Stop it. <laughs> but I know there's going to be a lot of people missing Tucker, and they're leaving. They're, they're, they're ticked at Fox, big-time ticked at Fox. And there's people that are like, oh, boycott Fox now. Don't listen to Fox anymore. I need to calm down. I'm really upset today. Well, Carlson, look, he wasn't wrong on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. He you know, a lot of eyes. He, he was, did. He he was like, you know, when he, the immigration issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, I say immigration. No, let me talk about the invasion issue yeah. that's taking place on our southern border that the Democrats are not stopping. Right. That's intentional, and they are trying to create an entire new uh, electorate. Yeah. That's going to vote for them because they're going to get free education, free cell phones, free food, free housing. Why wouldn't they? Don't forget they can vote twice. And they can vote as they don't have to have an ID (laughs) because that's racist. So they can vote as many times as they want. Oh, boy. Are they going to vote for Donald Trump? Are they going to vote for a a, a Republican senator? Hmm. I don't know. That that, No. Well, Uh, Carlson was calling that out. Yeah. Amongst other things. Right. He was. He was. If he was, you know. He should have done more on the election front. He knew it. His email showed he knew it. And he still let those Rudys and whatchamadoodles on the air. And he should have said no. But he was preaching the, the, you know, to the Fox choir. And he went along with it when he shouldn't have. 
And his emails clearly showed that he knew it was not true. And they still put him on because everybody at Fox was like, Rudy Giuliani's gold. Well, get him on. From what I understand, he, he made about $20 million a year. Fox got tagged with a $200 million payment is that to uh, $780 million. $780 million. Yeah. Now they won't have to pay. Insurance will pay some of it. But the, yeah, they're going to they're gonna write a big check. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm. But I can't. Well, anyway. Mayor Tom, what are we, what are we talking with Mayor Tom about? Uh, we're going to ask him, of course, about the police shooting, what he can say. Uh, the city council has some big action going on today. We'll update on that and maybe an update on Rev Entertainment, too. Sounds fun. That's coming up at 640, Mike and McCarty. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike M. McCarty. The you said the F bomb flew in Baton Rouge. Is that news? Yeah. You ever been to an LSU game? I mean In the Senate on in the hallways of our distinguished state senate. I know. They're having a little committee meeting on a bill that would remove some money from Baton Rouge to other areas of the state. Huh, nice idea. Maybe it's a good idea. And uh, they got into a dispute Maybe about North it. Of yeah. Senator um, Barrow is from Baton Rouge, and she was opposing the plan that was proposed by Senator Stuart Cathy. And out in the hallway, Senator Cathy, a, a man, he's a white man, she's a black female, he shouted at her with his finger in her face. And said, they told you a blanking lie. And he's screaming at her. Um, she promptly said, uh, you better not point your effing hand in my face again. And she's getting tempers flaring. Mind you, the mayor of Baton Rouge is standing right there. Sharon Weston Broom is right there next to him. And she told them both, can we please have some decorum? At that point... You know, Senator Barrow, calm down, because she said she was about to get in his face. And you could hear it in her voice. She was threatening violence. I mean, she was going to push him or something. And she said, having my mayor there helped calm and diffuse the situation. And Kathy walked away. Well, a little while later, he got up in the in front of all his colleagues in the Senate and he apologized. He said, I get passionate about my bills. I got passionate about this bill, and to Senator Barrow, I'm sincerely, I sincerely apologize. I was disrespect, I was a little disrespectful or something like that, to which she said, a little disrespectful, you got in my face and dropped a F-bomb and pointed in my face, so it got a little bit sideways yesterday in Baton Rouge, and um, you can see more details at keelnews.com, but you might remember back when uh, Dodie Horton was told to shut the F up in Baton Rouge <laughs> by, um, what did, what would you call her now, Karen Carter-Peterson, who is now a... Um, what do you say when you're you're kind of ousted and what's the word I'm looking for? She's no longer a senator. She had a gambling problem, and so she's gone. She oh, no okay. longer 
what's the word? I don't, I, I can't think of the word. But anyway, she got in, she didn't get in Dodie's face, but she told her to shut the F up when Dodie politely turned around and said, would y'all mind being quiet? I'm trying to listen. And Karen Carter told her to shut. Sometimes things get sideways down there. Right. But for a man to get in the face of a woman with his finger, shouting F-bombs at her, didn't look good. Didn't look good. Okay. If he would have gotten in front of a man and done that? It doesn't look as bad. It's not good. I'm not telling you it's good. It doesn't look as as bad in front of another man. I, that's my opinion. I may be wrong. I don't like it either way. Don't please don't message me. I'm not go, saying it's right. It's wrong. It's wrong. But it just look. It. I mean, it looks worse when you do something nasty to a woman. It just does. You know that. Um, I mean, if someone shouts at you mm, or shouts at your wife, what's going to look worse? Someone's shouting at your wife. It just. No, I. I, I, I we're I old see, fashioned. I you see. Know? Sure. No. Hey. I, yes, I agree. And you would jump up and defend your wife. And have. And, you, and would not expect your wife to jump up and defend you because you can take care of yourself. You're a big old boy. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It's just, it, it, right. you just shouldn't do it. You shouldn't do it to anybody. But the optics are way worse when when it's a man doing it to a woman. Uh, okay, I, I, I see that. Oh, but they calm so, down. So... There wasn't a nobody brought up the racial component. No, 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 they did not. They did not. Because it was two colleagues. Race, in my opinion, has nothing to do with it. It does not. It 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 really doesn't. It's it's decorum. It's the hallway of the Senate. I looked to see if there's any video. There's not. You know that I could find. And the story broke in the uh, the Advocate in Baton Rouge, and um, Tyler Bridges was apparently got wind of it from maybe, maybe the mayor. I'm not sure, but um, there was people there that witnessed it. There, there was a lot of folks that witnessed it because it was shortly after the Senate committee broke up. So ah, here we go, tempers flyer flyer <laughs> flyering down there in BR. Oh boy, no no fisticuffs yet. I'm waiting. Happened in other states. Yeah, don't start wailing on a yeah. on a on a colleague, male or female. That's not what you want. It's like the British Parliament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they start jumping over desks at each other. <laughs> Mayor's coming up at six forty, but when we get back, if you did this to me on a plane, I'm going to jail because of retaliation. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ruben knows. Oh, I don't. How does Ruben know and I don't know? (laughs) Not fair. 1017 FM 7. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel. Somebody posted uh, some pictures on on I don't know Instagram or Facebook or something. Mm-hmm. Apparently, somebody had a dog on an airplane, and the dog spent the whole flight sticking its head between the seats to oh, the person man. behind them, making faces and looking. <laughs> oh. That's the kind of flight I would love to be on. There. Well, this is a flight from New York to India. Uh, that's a long flight, FYI. Not that I've ever done it, but a guy got so upset on the flight for some reason that he thought it would be a good idea to get angry, throw a little temper tantrum, and then unirate on his neighbor on the plane. Oh, shut up. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes. He did. He unirated on his seatmate. And when he got to India, he promptly got... But if you did that to me on a plane... Oh, 
There's no I'm doubt. going to jail. There's no doubt. I am pummeling him until he cannot stand up. His head would have been in an overhead bin. Yes. I might have even opened the uh, door and tossed him out. Perhaps. I might have hurt other people, though. But I, I would have, oh, I would have done. You know the blue water in the toilet? <laughs> what is that called? A swirly? A swirly I don't know. yeah. I would have swirlied him. I don't care how that's big the, he is. That's the Mile High Swirly Club. Yeah. <laughs> I going. am. I'm taking him to the to the toilet. I'm getting help if I need it. So what was okay? So what happened? I don't know after what that? he got arrested. Well, the the, yeah. the Unirate guy got arrested, and I'm not sure what you know what his neighbor did to him to make him do that. But I'm like, man, I would harm you. I would so harm you. Well, I mean, that's assault. Yeah. Absolutely. No doubt. If you spit on somebody. Yes. Don't do it. I'll be oh, here, I'm, I, I, See, I can't, we both I can't be in even jail. imagine. I oh, I would absolutely I would be in jail. Take him down. Uh, Got to go. The, the, the word pummeling <laughs> comes to mind. Exactly. Mayor Tom Arsenault going to join us next uh, update. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault. Tom, good morning. Thanks for getting up early with us. Uh good morning. My glad I'm glad to do it. We had a, a, a another tragic situation with uh a, an officer involved shooting. Um um uh, a suspect lost his life in that shooting. Tom, I- am I correct in, in saying that the Shri- uh, Louisiana State Police asked all city officials not to contact anybody as they were conducting their investigation? Is that true? Uh, they just asked us to. Uh, they asked us to have communications to and from just the Louisiana State Police. Okay. So, so for you to be criticized for not reaching out is not is not a fair criticism because you. Well, I, been, I didn't. I didn't have the con- I didn't have the contact information to reach out anyway. So, okay. uh, I did learn. I did learn the identity uh, of the fellow, but I did not have the information concerning the the family, and I consider it really to be a breach of their privacy for me simply to show up. Um, you know, I'm. There's, there's, to me, there's a balance between respecting their privacy and using something for political purpose. And I don't want to create the impression that that would be why I'm doing it. I am certainly sorry that they have, they have lost their family member, regardless of the circumstances. What is your message to them and to others in the community who say, uh, police don't treat uh, black folks the same as they treat white folks? You heard that over and over again at the council meeting yesterday. Yeah, I I think that our generally speaking, our police are fair to are are fair to all citizens. Uh, I do think that uh, all of us have to be very very careful when we're dealing with people who are different from us. And um, I don't. I think what we need to do is look at each particular circumstance on its own merit. Uh, to see what actually occurred. And that's why the Louisiana State Police make an investigation. That's why they were very thorough the last time. I expect that they will be very thorough this time. And we will see what their conclusions are. And until then, 
I, I think the best thing for all of us to do is to wait, is to wait and see and not to jump conclusions one way or another. To hear the council chairman and other council members say, uh, maybe we need to go down to the academy and do more sensitivity training. That's not really a job for the council, is it? Well, it's really, it really isn't, but I do appreciate their, uh, I do appreciate their concern. And, um, I think all of us, when we recognize uh, ourselves, determine that we may have some, uh, some things that are inside of us, uh, that we aren't aware of that, uh, that would cause us to need, to need some, uh, exposure to the, uh, to, to what other people are thinking. And now we do, our training does include that and they do have, and they do take de-escalation training. So I think we will look at it. I think it's important to a significant segment of the population that they be assured that all police officers are, are trained to deal with, uh, potentially dangerous circumstances in a way that's sensitive to the people who are involved. Talking with Mayor Tom Arsenault. Let me switch gears just a little bit, Mayor. Let me do one more thing on this topic, and then we'll get off of it. I'm sorry, Mike. Um, This is going to sound insensitive of me, Mayor Arsenault. But if you get out of your car, as we are told this man did, with a gun, uh, I mean, I know we're in the early stages of the investigation, but... You're, you sh- you shouldn't have done that. And I know the man is dead, and I hate to be disrespectful, but if you got out of your car with a gun while officers are trying to pull you over, that's going to be a concern for those officers. Well, I, I as I say, I think the best thing for me to do is not to rush to any kind of judgment one way or the other and to wait until the Louisiana State Police have uh, concluded their investigation. So uh, I'm, okay. I would... I, I just choose not to speculate on what occurred. I saw, I saw a Facebook posting, and that's all. That's really about all I know about the circumstance. And uh, I, I think it's best to wait till the state police conclude their investigation. Okay. City Council taking uh, up uh, the, your consideration for uh, Tom Dark and uh, Sherika Jones, Fields Jones. Um, do you expect that to go through without any issue at this point? I expect them both to be confirmed. Uh, they should be confirmed. They're, they're both returning to positions that they have held before. Uh, they have been particularly effective, uh, in their interim positions. And I feel very fortunate that, uh, each of them, uh, changed their mind and decided that they would, uh, that would, that they would stay on permanently. So we've been, we've been working at that and I, um, I am uh, optimistic about confirmation of both of them. The money you put, you're, you're moving around in the budget, about $12 million to um, spruce up our city, fix our streets, demolition, street lighting, litter pickup. Um, have there been changes that will happen today with those amendments? Um, has the list of streets changed? What can you tell us about uh, that possible vote today? Um Obviously, the council is the legislative branch, and they may make changes. I have not seen. Uh, I have not seen any changes. Uh, I know that there have been a, a couple of council members that have mentioned the possibility of changes, but I have not seen any amendment that would do that. So I, I would expect that to be uh, to be passed, and hopefully it will be passed so we can get on the road 
particularly the streets, it's nine and a half million dollars um, that is basically going to a list of streets that had already been compiled by the council before. This is not a new list. Um, and a lot of these streets are streets that we simply didn't have enough money and bond issues to do, but obviously the citizens felt that they were important to enough to put in bond issues and for the citizens to vote for them. So that's our primary purpose is to get some, get some shovels in the ground. Mayor, uh, I drive by Fairgrounds Field every day like a lot of people. Uh, what is the latest on the demolition on Fairgrounds Field? Is that still under litigation? And uh, the study that you commissioned for Rev Entertainment, what's the uh, what's the latest on that as well? The, uh, the the we have not yet commissioned the study on on Rev Entertainment. That uh, the council decided that they needed a request for proposals, so those proposals are due May eleventh. And uh, we will proceed. Uh, we will proceed with a choice uh, after May 11th. Uh, Fairgrounds Field. I'm. I'm. I'm really kind of awaiting uh, a decision. Obviously, in in, in my view, uh, the restoration of Fairgrounds Field as it sits and the Rev Entertainment proposal are not consistent with each other. You won't. We won't do both of those things. And so that's the possibility. Um, I believe that the, the, the temporary injunctive relief, uh, is not pending, but I think the lawsuit is still pending so that if we decide to do, to go forward, uh, then there's a possibility that the lawsuit would go forward. One last thing I know you want to get to Saturday's election day reauthorization. Uh, how important are those measures that are on the ballot for Shreveport? Well, they're very important. Uh, we have a, we have a, about the same amount of money, uh, in the proposed amendments to the budget that are in the, uh, that are in this, uh, this package of millages, which is not, which is a reauthorization. It's the same taxes that were in effect in 2022 and 2021. Most of them go back a long time. The, the most recent of those taxes was first imposed in 1970. The oldest was first imposed in 1941. So these are very old support taxes for basic city services. Uh, if it were not to pass, there's six propositions, so they can get voted on individually. But if they all were not to pass, uh, we would be looking to cut $11.5 million out of the, the budget for the remainder of the year because those funds were already budgeted in 2023. Mayor Tom Arsenault, thanks for your time, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mayor. One on one. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Also a free download the Keel News app office furniture source. That's how you connect with us on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Uh, like this post that says when we're talking about uh, the unfortunate shooting incident that occurred, state police should not be investigating with Ronald Green on their heads. Mm, yeah, that, but that paints but then, that paints our local state police with a with a brush that they're going to do something wrong. Our, our, Troop G 
has not been involved in that brouhaha. Now, I, I understand people's concern. That was Troop F, I believe, in Monroe. Um, I, I just would hate to paint the the local troop with the, with the broad brush. A lot of questions about what happened with the Ronald Green case. Don't get me wrong. A lot of cover up all the way to the top in Baton Rouge. Um, including, and some saying the governor. Yes, absolutely. So I, you know, you do have to, you do have to watch that. And the family will have to be vigilant. I mean, they're going to have to be sure they, they demand everything they want to see. It, you know, if they want to see the body cam footage, they need to see it. And state police needs to release it. They cannot sit on it. They have to release it. They have to make sure that everything comes out in the light of day. But you don't want to hurt the case. I can hear the district attorney screaming. Do not hurt the case. Make sure if I have a case of, of one of these officers committed a crime, I want to be sure I can prosecute them. But you had over and over, if you watched the city council meeting yesterday, one after another after another of residents here got up and and, and essentially said enough is enough. That this is the third police officer involved shooting. I think the fourth in our area, one was in Bossier. And three people have been killed at the hands of police. I mean, I if if I'm remembering the the numbers right, you know, and people are really really on edge about it. If somebody gets out of the car with a gun mm-hmm. after uh, being stopped and threatens the officers, what are the officers supposed to do? Aaron? I get you. I I completely understand um, that that's a problem and. and I'm not getting out of a car with a gun. If I get pulled over by police, I'm not getting out of the car with a gun. Do we have proof that happened? Not yet. We don't. I'm, I'm, the, that's I'm what the officers say. That's what the officers. If you claim. threaten the police, if you brandish a gun mm-hmm. at police, what are they supposed to do? They they don't have how shields. much sensitivity training right is going to. Are they supposed to try to talk him down? And, and I'm not saying this right. incident. I'm saying hypothetically, yeah. if 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 a suspect brandishes a, a weapon at the police, and the big thing that people forget is it happens in split seconds. You have to make that decision in a split second. He's got a gun. What do I do? In, in, Decide. And if if an, my if, life or his, if a suspect fights with the police. Then you have escalated that situation yeah. to where adrenaline has now kicked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you say, split second decisions yes. have to be made. It's a tr- it's troubling, that's for sure. One oh one seven FM seven. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and uh, unfortunate situation. Shreveport uh, police involved in an officer involved shooting, uh, resulting in uh, the death of the suspect. There was the only evidence that we have as of now is the video that somebody shot that was posted on. Um, Facebook, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. And 
it's it's from a distance. You can't tell exactly what's going on. It, 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 it's a hard situation. Ruben, we're, we're looking. We're trying to get, to get uh, Prentice on the phone. I think he's having. I think he might be in a dead zone or something because oh. uh, it's going straight. Okay, to his he voice should be mail. calling you now. Okay, let's let's try that. Then. Yeah, he should be calling you. <laughs> sure, the, the the man is identified as thirty three year old Joseph Dwayne Taylor, and he was pulled over in a traffic stop at uh, Mansfield and Valley View, um, late Sunday night, I believe, and nine thirty ish or something like that. And there was a struggle. You can see a struggle on the ground with the officers. And then you see the officers jump back. They have the man on the ground. And then the officers jump back as if they saw something. Uh, the indication is they believe the man had a gun. We don't know that officially yet. State police have been have been called in to investigate. Prentice Smith is uh, joining us now from Dallas. Um, you are you keep a close eye on what's going on in our in our community, and you've kind of seen what has happened here. Um, the city is again up in arms about how police officers treat some people. Um, what is your message to folks who are very upset today? Uh, Aaron, uh, could you uh, fill me in? What, what happened? We had an officer involved shooting where a man died uh, Sunday night. Uh, Mansfield Road and Valley View, the, the man uh, allegedly had a gun and there was a struggle over the gun and police shot and killed the man, 33-year-old man, black man, um, at Mansfield Road and Valley View. And people are now up in arms, Prentice, about how police treat black folks differently from white folks. I know you've been engaged in that conversation for a long, long time. Um, what is your message to our community today? Well, you know, uh, Aaron, it's obvious that there's some truth to that. So we we understand where we are in America right now, and in in this country, there are still those uh, forces where you have um, people that engage in um, this type of behavior. But yeah, there's a double standard in in policing. There's a double standard in um, in in the way that uh, people are uh, dealt with on the street. But um, when you have a weapon, and, and the police talk to you and, and try to disarm you or try to uh, do their job. Um, the obvious thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to get shot, and usually it's the person that uh, is not the police. So as I say, yes, there's a double standard. Uh, we all know that. Uh, we'd be lying to ourselves if we said it wasn't. But, uh, you know, the police have a, a difficult job to do, and uh, they're trying to make it home. Like all of us, uh, after we do our shift, and so uh, uh, it's a dangerous job, and uh, we have to give the police the benefit of the doubt. And at this particular stage, um, as I say, I'm not very familiar with it, but I can relate back to the, the killing a few months ago uh, with the police officer and up at Northwood Apartments. That was the police officer that should have been off of the force. He shouldn't have been on the force at that time, and so. These are the types of situations we find, uh, but you can't just, you know, uh, in a vacuum. Uh, we don't know exactly what happened in all of the, all of the uh, ins and outs of it. But as I say, there's a double standard. But the key to all of this is when the police see someone that they suspect has a gun, that's going to be a problem. 
And so, uh, and if, if, you're pulled, happens, if you're pulled over in a traffic stop, Prentice, um, I mean, it, it sounds sounds simplistic, but don't get out of the car with a gun. Don't get out of the car with a gun. Listen, I've been stopped at least 15 or 20 times in Shreveport over the course of my time in Shreveport. I have never been accosted by a policeman. I've never been mistreated by a policeman. I've never been hit or handled that way by because I simply did what I was told to do. And I didn't jump out the car with a gun. So that And that's and we don't know that we don't case. know that's the case yet. We again yeah. we you know that's what has been told to people from right. people on the right. scene, but that we don't know that right. yet. State police have been called in to investigate. Um if if Prentice if if you feel like okay there is a prejudice, and I'm just I'm speaking as if if I thought police hated redheaded Irish you know Americans, mm-hmm. then then my thinking getting out of a car is, my gosh, I'm going to be extra careful. I'm not going right. to give them any any indication that I'm resisting or. Does that make well, sense? Mike, am, 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 am I well, well, yeah. Mike, let me just say this. First of all, you and I know that there is a double standard, and we hate that that's the case. But, you know, that's just the bottom line. But that's, I don't think that's, that's a standard. purveying attitude towards all I don't police think, officers. But I don't, I don't, I'm getting ready to say. But the overwhelming majority of policemen aren't like that. You see what I'm saying? Sure, the absolutely. The majority of policemen are good, decent human beings. And if you look around Shreveport, if you look in the sheriff's department, the marshal's department, the city police department, the policemen are mostly doing things that are helping citizens and trying to make sure the citizens are safe. Now, there are rogue police. We know that. There are rogue cops. Uh, as I was alluding to earlier, the policeman, and I don't know, he's still he's, he's innocent until proven guilty, but the policeman that did the shooting up in uh, on Northwood. Alonzo Bagley, uh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. When they did that, um, there is evidence that that's a policeman that had been under a lot of, uh, he had been, um, uh, I think he had been suspended before. Uh, he had some problems. But Prentice, when you, I don't think anybody would argue the fact that when you do come across an officer that has demonstrated that he doesn't belong on the fort, nobody would argue, okay, right. they need to be removed. There's, but there's Mike, not you don't a, get out of you don't you, you you do what you do what you are told. If this, listen, this is what I tell my son. This is what I tell anyone that I'm doing. Do what the police ask you to do. That's all you need to do is follow the directions. Don't come out of your vehicle with an attitude, or certainly don't come out of your vehicle with a gun, because I can tell you, you're going to die. That's the bottom line. One last and thing so in our last you, minute, Prentice. Um, a bunch of people went before the city council yesterday calling for change, saying we've had enough. We can't keep letting our police department kill black men. What is your message to those people this morning? My message to those people, and this is going to sound a little um, maybe harsh. Look, there are more black men being killed by blacks than the police. So that's where we need to focus. We need to focus on what's going on in our neighborhoods, figure out a way to stop our young men from terrorizing our neighborhoods. And the police are scared, too. 
Now, that's just the bottom line. These police are, are on these jobs. They have families, you know, and they're trying to make sure that the rest of us are safe. So I have a problem with those that want to label the police as, as someone that we should be afraid of and someone that's doing all the killing, because that's not true. You know, there's been 24 or 25 murders in Shreveport this year. 23 of them have been black on black, mm-hmm. if not all of them. And so, yeah, we, it's, a, it's a, something that we have to deal with, but you can't blame the police. That's not, that's, you know, the problem is that there are these guns in these neighborhoods and these people, uh, these young men are using these weapons and they're using them against their friends, their relatives, they're using them against, the, you know, drive-by shootings. Whatever. The bottom line is, until black folk, and I wrote a column about this, you know, when they were saying something about the mayor had failed. Well, you know, as I said in the column, we need to look in the mirror and see what's going on. Because bottom line is, the police are just trying to do their job. And that's just the bottom line. Gotcha. Brenda Smith, thank you so much, man. Enjoy your time with those grandbabies. I will. Take care. One on one. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. I gotta, I gotta change gears here just a moment mm-hmm. because again, yesterday I told you about the story that brought me not just a little bit of uh, <laughs> joy, mm-hmm. but like marketing genius Alyssa Heinshide, Heinerscheide took a leave of absence after this whole Dylan Mulvaney. Oh, from Budweiser, from Bud Light, Anheuser Busch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I say Anheuser Busch? And uh, anyway, she she you know she gone. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a video posted by her where she tried to justify uh, inclusion and inclusivity and oh, God. tolerance and uh, yeah. Well, they they did a whole marketing campaign with this guy that likes to dress up as a woman. And uh, it backfired huge. You got to know your audience, man. I mean, no, I, you know, Bud Light. You're you're marketing a beer. Well. I saw a story this morning that, uh, you know, their losses are, I, I would think were, were significant. Mm-hmm. But also their competitors have gained sales that directly correlate Absolutely. to Bud Anheuser-Busch's losses. They're like, thank you. Yeah, Coors Light up 3.5%, Miller Light up 3.1%. Which directly correlates to the losses. Coors Light cases are up 10.6%. Miller Light cases up 11.5%. A double digit increase is huge in that industry. Bud Light cases sales down 6.7%. They've lost, what, $5 billion? Yeah, like a $5 billion hit. Dang. Go woke, go broke. I, what I don't get is you have to know your audience, and, and when you make such a blunder like that, you got to know it's going to cost you. You know, the NFL is lucky that there is no real direct competitor. Yeah, you know, think about that. Mm-hmm. When they went woke, right? There wasn't any place else for their fans to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, a couple of my friends and I, we we went to F one. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying F one's not not woke. I know they have some, but they're they're, you know, they're worldwide. They're international. Sure. You've got to 
look at the entire picture, but mm-hmm. but still, yeah. yeah. Oh boy, it, it, and, it's and, tough. and I did laugh at the at the patriotic commercial that Bud Light has now come out with with the <laughs> Clydesdale and oh yeah, the American flag and we love America, we yeah. love America, we love guns and all that. Yeah, <laughs> oopsie daisy. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo Micah McCarty. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel, a free download the Keel News app, courtesy of Office Furniture Source Mike and McCarty. I I I don't know. I'm so upset, Aaron. I'm <laughs> not about not about the economy. I, I know. I'm not upset about illegal migration into our country. How have I'm not we, upset about gas pricing. How have we ignored this story all morning? Taylor Swift cut her hand. She, she got cut. Yeah, she fell. She fell. She cut her hand. Um, she Man, tripped people on. People are going nuts over yeah. this. She tripped on the hem of her dress, fell, cut her hand. Um, people are saying, "No," and Taylor's like, "It's my fault. I'm okay. Everything's good." And people, are, no, it's not your fault. Uh, Mercury's in retrograde, and so that's why Taylor Swift cut her hand. Good Lord, people! I'm trying to read my. You know, my social media feed, and it's Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift cut her hand. She cut her hand. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is she okay? Good God. It's Taylor. I mean, she's a lovely lady. I love her to death. But holy crud. Oh, man. We have better things to talk about, like Bam Margera's on the run. Yeah, what did he, Bam do? Yeah, apparently uh, Bam Margera, professional skateboarder and of jackass and Viva, Viva La Bam fame, he beat up his brother threatened to kill everyone in his family and then ran off in the woods. And he's he's being hunted right now. Yeah, they don't know where he is. And he's a wanted man. Uh, right. Who is what's Again, his name? Bam, Bam Mar- You Bam never watched Mar- Jackass? No, sorry. He was the guy who um I mean, he was huge. My kids loved him. He would pull the pranks on his parents. Yeah. Like he, cut a hole in their roof one day for no reason. Dig a big hole in the lawn so his his dad would drive the lawnmower into it. Uh, he would wait till his dad was on the toilet and then bust in the bathroom and start hitting him with rolled up newspapers and stuff. <laughs> Mike's staring at it's you just, like, that'd be a dead child. Just, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and this is supposed to be funny? Oh, it was oh, huge. Yeah. It was it was, oh, it was, was the craziest Lord. thing on TV. And, he, yeah, would, he would unhinge the doors on his parents' home. So when they would open the door, the whole door would fall off. Yeah. Stuff like I mean, that. really crazy stuff. And uh, and, and every, everyone seems very shocked that he's a little bit mentally unstable. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the run now, so if you see him, he's wanted by the law. Is this like a publicity stunt? Is this a uh, joke? I don't, I don't know. He's been. Uh, I've been hearing a lot about him. He he got booted from one of the movies that that he was supposed to be in because he was just too crazy. And mm. yeah, he's 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 losing it, I guess. So oh boy. And and we. But this and, is a and, man <laughs> revered by public. Yeah, yeah. In mm-hmm. a in a funny way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. God. Oh, boy. I, I, oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Coming up at 810, we're going to replay Mayor Tom Arsenault. If you Thank missed you. that, um, we're talking about the police-involved shootings, several other key issues, big meeting for the city council today. So you can re- rehear that interview at 810. Thank you very much, Mike and McCurdy. Well-
101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Uh, been talking a lot this morning about uh, the officer involved shooting a lot of messages on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Um, you, we, we just received uh, the, uh, what do you say, criminal history? Mm-hmm, Yes. Of the uh, of the suspect, he uh, what's his name? I'm, Taylor, I'm at, um, Joseph Taylor. Joseph Taylor. Mm-hmm. It's a long list. It's 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 a it's a, it's a lengthy list of prior um, bad deeds, ranging from DWI, cruelty to juveniles, possession of stolen yes, firearms, drug charges, um, armed it, robbery mm-hmm. with a firearm. There, he was out on bond. He was not allowed to possess a gun. Again, we don't have definitive proof that he had a gun. There are allegations that he had a gun, that the officers saw him pull a gun or had a gun underneath him when they shot him. But his criminal history is lengthy. Um, and I, you know, I, I am completely speculating. So please hear me when I say that. Uh, when officers pull someone over, they typically are going to run the plate and find out who they're dealing with first. Absolutely. Um, typically. That's, I mean, you've done that. That's SOP. So you know if you're dealing with someone who's got priors, um, I would assume. You know, I would assume you're not sure. getting out and approaching someone if you haven't, you know, checked them out first. I don't know that to be the case here. But this goes, th- this length, this lengthy record goes on and on and on. Domestic abuse battery going mm-hmm. back to 2015. Uh Two or three DWI cases. Um, there are a bunch of, of in, the, he again, out on bond. I don't understand how somebody with this lengthy history is not in jail. And, and I know they make they make deals. And I've got someone sent me the. the um, now, he was charged in 2015 mm-hmm. possession of a firearm carrying a concealed weapon by a convicted felon. Right. Mm hmm. Um, 2023 cases. I'm going to go to March 27th. Possession with intent to distribute Schedule 2. Possession of Schedule 2. Um, January 1st. Possession with intent to distribute. Another drug charge. Um, November of last year. Another drug charge. Another drug charge. Um, we're going back to September of 22. Two more drug charges. Uh, let's go back to June of 22. Holy cow, dude. Two more drug charges. May of 22. It's like a monthly deal for this guy, apparently. Uh, you know, that, that that he's been arrested on drug charges. I would ask what happened to three strikes and you're out, but we know what happened. Th- this is so long, I'm, I would never get to it in one segment. I would never get to all of it in one segment. And I, I just have to ask, I guess we don't lock up people for drug charges anymore. I guess we don't throw away the key. You you get out or you plead down. I, I, I can't even open up all the documents I just got because there's too much. And we have to remember today, all the people that went before the city council, you know, pleading for change in the police department, how police officers, they claim, target black folks. We could just as easily today 
be talking about a dead cop. We have to remember that. And I'm sensitive to Mr. Taylor and his family. And I, you know, I pray for them. But we could today be talking about a dead cop. And if you're not angry about that, that this man could have killed one of our police officers. If he indeed was possessing a gun, as has been alleged, and got got out of his car with his gun, we could... I can't even talk anymore. I'm sorry, Mike. You're going to have to finish this. No, I understand. It's very, very frustrating. It is. It it seems that we want to jump to the the empathy of the criminals. Mm Mm-hmm. When it... How many times have criminals been fighting with the police? He, he knows and then it he's goes in bad. Yeah. It goes bad against the criminal. And then the criminal is then, I don't want to say glorified, but yeah. because, because of this whole defund the police, this whole, and this goes back to the Obama administration. When the president of the United States said, if I had a son, he would look like Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. You're vilifying the police. And I don't I don't encourage you to watch the video. I know we'll get body cam video out by the state police. They will put it out eventually. But when you see the police officers jump back, I, I encourage you to think, use your brain and think. They don't jump back away from a suspect unless they see something that endangers them. That's what I have to think this morning. And I have to when I look at this man's record, I think he he looks to be someone who maybe had nothing to lose and maybe would have shot a police officer. It's just frustrating. Again, speculating mm. until we get the police report from the state police. You bet. Uh, we'll, we'll find out more. Mike and McCarty. Aaron, I, I, I know yours, my phone's going nuts. <laughs> my phone, our, our, yeah. Our message board is going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you guys for bringing some honesty to this conversation. You guys don't know the toll that all the hateful rhetoric has on our officers. And it's even worse when the charge against the officers is led by our politicians. That's from a police officer who shall remain anonymous. <sighs> We, we could just as easily, I want everybody listening, we could just as easily be talking about a police officer dead today and starting the ceremony to honor a dead police officer. This suspect that is dead, again, we don't have all the details yet. On and this is specific shooting mm-hmm. or incident. Right. We do have details on his criminal history. We do. It's a lengthy history. Ruben is working on that now. Um, Ruben, it's going to take you about two hours to get to the bottom of that, isn't it? Just a little bit. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at the list now, and it's uh, it's very long. Mm-hmm. Very, very long. Very, very long. And I have only to think that police know that as they're pulling the man over. Am, am I wrong? Please, officers, let me know. Do you pull people over without knowing who you got in that car right there? Well, sometimes, sometimes you do get out in a situation mm-hmm. where, you know, and two, just because a car is registered to somebody doesn't mean that's who's driving the car. True, that's true. Absolutely. 
absolutely. But I, I just when I when I see and I understand that people are upset when someone is killed by a police officer. I understand that. Could things have been done differently in hindsight? Absolutely. But you're in a split-second decision. You believe the suspect has a gun. You see it. You jump back. You ha- you want to go home to your babies. You know what I mean? I, I, I absolutely know you what you mean. You want to go I'm... home to your wife, to your husband. You want to be back on your job the next day. Well, you know, I was with the Bossier City Police Department Reserve Unit for almost 15 years. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was just grilled and grilled, there's no such thing as a routine traffic stop. Yes. Because it goes, it can go sideways very quickly. Right. You talk about somebody in the car, you don't know. You don't yeah. know what their situation is. They panic. They, and, and <sighs> panicking mm. over a situation that wouldn't be nearly as bad as what it turns into. Yeah. Got to yeah. take a break. Mike and McCarty, oh. coming up just after the local news, uh, we spoke with Mayor Arsenault about this and other subjects. Hear that conversation uh, with Mike and McCarty. 1017. 101.7 FM. 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault. Tom, good morning. Thanks for getting up early with us. Uh, good morning, Mike. Glad, I'm glad to do it. We had a, 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 another tragic situation with uh, a, an officer-involved shooting. Um, um, uh, a suspect lost his life in that shooting. Tom, I- am I correct in, in saying that the Shre- uh, Louisiana State Police asked all city officials not to contact anybody as they were conducting their investigation. Is that true? Uh, they just asked us to, uh, they asked us to have communications to and from just the Louisiana state police. Okay. So, so for you to be criticized for not reaching out is not, is not a fair criticism because you, I I didn't, I didn't have the, I didn't have the contact information to reach out anyway. So, Okay. Uh, I did learn. I did learn the identity uh, of the fellow, but I did not have the information concerning the the family, and I consider it really to be a breach of their privacy for me simply to show up. Um, you know, I'm <clears throat> there's there's uh, to me there's a balance between respecting their privacy and using something for political purpose, and I don't want to create the impression that that would be why I'm doing it. Certainly, sorry that they have they have lost their family member, regardless of the circumstances. What is your message to them and to others in the community who say uh, police don't treat uh, black folks the same as they treat white folks? You heard that over and over again at the council meeting yesterday. Yeah, I I think that our generally speaking, our police are fair to are are fair to all citizens. Uh, I do think that uh, all of us have to be very, very careful when we're dealing with people who are different from us. And um, I don't, I think what we need to do is look at each particular circumstance on its own merits uh, to see what actually occurred. And that's why the Louisiana State Police make an investigation. That's why they were very thorough the last time. 
I expect that they will be very thorough this time, and we will see what their conclusions are. And until then, I think the best thing for all of us to do is to wait, is to wait and see and not to jump conclusions one way or another. To hear the council chairman and other council members say, uh, maybe we need to go down to the academy and do more sensitivity training, that's not really a job for the council, is it? Well, it's really, it really isn't, but I do appreciate their, uh, I do appreciate their concern. And, um, I think all of us, when we recognize uh, ourselves, determine that we may have some, uh, some things that are inside of us, uh, that we aren't aware of that, uh, that would cause us to need, to need some, uh, exposure to the, uh, to, to what other people are thinking and now we do our training does include that and they do have and they do take de-escalation training so i think we will look at it i think it's important to a significant segment of the population that they be assured that all police officers are are trained to deal with uh potentially dangerous circumstances in a way that's sensitive to the people who are involved This is going to sound insensitive of me, Mayor Arsenault, but if you get out of your car, as we are told this man did, with a gun, uh, I mean, I know we're in the early stages of the investigation, but you you shouldn't have done that. And I know the man is dead, and I hate to be disrespectful, but if you got out of your car with a gun while officers are trying to pull you over, that's going to be a concern for those officers. Well, I, I, as I say, I think the best thing for me to do is not to rush to any kind of judgment one way or the other and to wait until the Louisiana State Police have uh, concluded their investigation. So uh, I'm, okay. I would, I, I just choose not to speculate on what occurred. I saw, I saw a Facebook posting, and that's all. That's really about all I know about the circumstance. And uh, I, I think it's best to wait till the state police conclude their investigation. Okay. City Council taking uh, up uh, the, your consideration for uh, Tom Dark and uh, Sherica Jones, Fields Jones. Um, do you expect that to go through without any issue at this point? I expect them both to be confirmed. Uh, they should be confirmed. They're they're both returning to positions that they have held before. Uh, they have been particularly effective uh, in their interim positions and I feel very fortunate that uh, each of them uh, changed their mind and decided that they would uh, that would that they would stay on permanently so we've been we've been working at that and I uh, I am uh, optimistic about confirmation of both of them the money you put you're, you're moving around in the budget about 12 million dollars to uh, spruce up our city fix our streets demolition street lighting litter pickup um, have there been changes that will happen today with those amendments? Um, has the list of streets changed? What can you tell us about uh, that possible vote today? Um, obviously, the council is the legislative branch, and they may make changes. I have not seen. Uh, I have not seen any changes. Uh, I know that there have been a couple of council members that have mentioned the possibility of changes, but I have not seen any amendments. That would do that. So I, I would expect that to be, uh, to be passed and hopefully it will be passed so we can get on the road, particularly the streets. It's nine and a half million dollars. 
that is basically going to a list of streets that had already been compiled by the council before. This is not a new list. Um, and a lot of these streets are streets that we simply didn't have enough money and bond issues to do, but obviously the citizens felt that they were important to enough to put in bond issues and for the citizens to vote for them. So that's our primary purpose is to get some, get some shovels in the ground. Mayor, uh, I drive by Fairgrounds Field every day like a lot of people. Uh, what is the latest on the demolition on Fairgrounds Field? Is that still under litigation? And uh, the study that you commissioned for Rev Entertainment, what's the uh, what's the latest on that as well? The, uh, the the we had not yet commissioned the study on on Rev Entertainment. That uh, the council decided that they needed a request for proposals, so those proposals are due May eleventh. And uh, we will proceed. Uh, we will proceed with a choice uh, after May 11th. Uh, Fairgrounds Field. I'm. I'm. I'm really kind of awaiting uh, a decision. Obviously, in in, in my view, uh, the restoration of Fairgrounds Field as it sits and the Rev Entertainment proposal are not consistent with each other. You won't. We won't do both of those things. And so that's the possibility. Um, I believe that the, the, the temporary injunctive relief, uh, is not pending, but I think the lawsuit is still pending so that if we decide to do, to go forward, uh, then there's a possibility that the lawsuit would go forward. One last thing I know you want to get to Saturday's election day reauthorization. Uh, how important are those measures that are on the ballot for Shreveport? Well, they're very important. Uh, we have a, we have a, about the same amount of money, uh, in the proposed amendments to the budget that are in the, uh, that are in this, uh, this package of millages, which is not, which is a reauthorization. It's the same taxes that were in effect in 2022 and 2021. Most of them go back a long time. The, the most recent of those taxes was first imposed in 1970. The oldest was first imposed in 1941. So mm-hmm. these are very old support taxes for basic city services. Uh, if it were not to pass, there's six propositions, so they can get voted on individually. But if they all were not to pass, uh, we would be looking to cut $11.5 million out of the, the budget for the remainder of the year because those funds were already budgeted in 2020. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. All right, I'm going to be up late tonight. I'm just warning you. Mm-hmm. Doing what? I may be late tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I may I may call in sick tomorrow. Hey, not allowed. I got tickets. My brother in law is coming into town. Ooh. We're going to go see Robert Plant, Allison mm-hmm. Krauss at okay. Municipal Auditorium. Uh oh. Uh oh. I'm excited. Yeah. I am I'm looking forward to it. I I could listen to Allison Krauss. Oh, she's so talented. Oh my so talented. Gosh. Well, you're gonna be among a lot of people in Louisiana because if you see the the poll uh keelnews.com, Louisiana in the top ten among states where we don't get enough sleep. 
We're number 10. It's going to be me tomorrow. Insufficient sleep. We get 6.4 hours of sleep a night on average, I think. And um, it results in poor mental health days, frequent mental distress, depression. So we're not scoring well. West Virginia is the worst. They don't sleep good. Um, Did it say why Louisiana is... Uh, is I'm not sure. I'm habit. not sure how bad it is. Alabama's number two, Kentucky's third, um, but it doesn't look good for Louisiana. We need to work on our sleep. So tonight, They're, you just need to take a nap. Almost all of these are in the South, too. Yeah, Arkansas, Mississippi, Georgia, Louisiana, mm-hmm. Alabama, Kentucky. Yeah, we need to work on that. That's maybe because we have such great weather. So we can be outdoors enjoying things more and we're, we're not coming in and getting into the bed as soon as other people are. I, you know, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. I just know we're not getting enough sleep and it results in some problems at the office, problems at home, mental distress. Sleep is real important. If I were to tell you the uh, mm-hmm. 20-year-old me things to do, drink more water, get a good night's sleep all your life. Those are two of the biggies. I'll keep exercising too would be it too. Okay, Those would be the three things. Childhood memory. Who was it that said was it John Cena? Oh yeah. His favorite no, childhood. No, no, Elon Musk. Oh, Elon Musk? Elon Musk said his favorite childhood <laughs> memory was uh his, not his, having a sore back. His back not hurting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh Lord. Coming up, we did speak with uh, Prentice Smith, uh, Shreveport local columnist, uh, uh, about the officer-involved shooting. And uh, we'll hear that conversation at 840 Mike and McCarty. 1017 FM, 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike M. McCarty. There's some fireworks in Baton Rouge yesterday. Yeah, outside a committee hearing, um State Senator Regina Barrow um was in the hallway and Senator Stuart Cathy um came out and dropped pointed his finger in her face and dropped an F bomb on her and uh they got into a little tiff. Turns out the mayor of Baton Rouge was in the hallway with them because the bill they were discussing had to do with Baton Rouge money. And the mayor of Baton Rouge had to calm them down. Later, they came into the Senate chamber and Kathy apologized. And she accepted his apology, you know, with a little bit of a caveat. But you weren't a little disrespectful. You were very disrespectful. You can see the full story right now. It's at keelnews.com. That's commendable, it's, though. He, he stood up and apologized. He did. In front of everybody. And I, I am uh, urged to say this has nothing to though it is Regina Barrow, has nothing to do with Barrow Peacock. <laughs> when you say, I had to say Senator that. Barrow. Yeah. <laughs> Not Barrow Peacock. So I had to put that disclaimer on there. Just uh, somebody sent me a text. I don't know who. But anyway. <laughs> Please clarify this. Yeah, please make sure you get this right. Yeah. So FYI, um, Prentice Smith talked with us last hour about this officer-involved shooting and has a pretty strong message for our community. We'll hear that next with Mike and McCarty. 1017.
101.7 FM, 710 Keel. Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Shreveport columnist Prentice Smith discussing the officer-involved shooting. Prentice, what would you say is the message to our community today? We understand where we are in America right now. and In this country, there are still those uh, forces where you have uh, people that engage in um, this type of behavior. But, yeah, there's a double standard in, in policing. There's a double standard in um, in in the way that uh, people are uh, dealt with on the street. But um, when you have a weapon and, and the police talk to you and, and try to disarm you or try to uh, do their job, the obvious thing that's going to happen is somebody's going to get shot, and usually it's the person that uh, is not the police. So as I say, yes, there's a double standard. Uh, we all know that. Uh, we'd be lying to ourselves if we said it wasn't. But, uh, you know, the police have a, a difficult job to do. And uh, they're trying to make it home, like all of us, uh, after we do our shift. And so uh, uh, it's a dangerous job. And uh, we have to give the police the benefit of the doubt. And at this particular stage, um, as I say, I'm not very familiar with it, but I can relate back to the, the killing a few months ago uh, with the police officer and up at Northwood Apartments. That was the police officer that should have been off of the force. He shouldn't have been on the force at that time. And so these are the types of situations we find. Uh, but you can't just, you know, uh, in a vacuum, uh, we don't know exactly what happened in all of the all of the uh, ins and outs of it. But as I say, there's a double standard. But the key to the, all of this is when the police see someone that they suspect has a gun, that's going to be a problem. And so, uh, and if, if, you're pulled, happens, if you're pulled over in a traffic stop, Prentice, I mean, it, it sounds sounds simplistic, but don't get out of the car with a gun. Don't get out of the car with a gun. Listen. I've been stopped at least 15 or 20 times in Shreveport over the course of my time in Shreveport. I have never been accosted by a policeman. I've never been mistreated by a policeman. I've never been hit or handled that way by a policeman because I simply did what I was told to do. And I didn't jump out of the car with a gun. So and, and we don't know that we don't know that's the case yet. We again, yeah. we you know that's what has been told to people from right. people on the right. scene, but that we don't know that right. yet. State police have been called in to investigate. Um, if if Prentice, if if you feel like okay, there is a prejudice, and I'm just I'm speaking as if if I thought police hated redheaded Irish you know Americans. Then, then my thinking getting out of a car is, my gosh, I'm going to be extra careful. I'm not going right. to give them any any indication that I'm resisting or – does that make well, sense? Mike, am, 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 am I well, – Well, yeah, Mike, let me just say this. First of all, you and I know that there is a double standard, and we hate that that's the case. But, you know, that's just the bottom line. But that's, I don't think that's, that's a pervading standard. attitude towards all police think, officers. But I don't, I don't, I'm getting ready to say, but the overwhelming majority of policemen aren't like that. You see what I'm saying? Sure, the absolutely. The majority of policemen are good, decent human beings. And if you look around Shreveport, if you look in the sheriff's department, the marshal's department, the city police department, 
the policemen are mostly doing things that are helping citizens and trying to make sure the citizens are safe. Now, there are rogue police. We know that. There are rogue cops. Uh, as I was alluding to earlier, the policeman, and I don't know, he's still he's, he's innocent until proven guilty, but the policeman that did the shooting up in uh, on Northwood. Alonzo Bagley, uh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. When they did that, um, there is evidence that that's a policeman that had been under a lot of, uh, he had been, um, uh, I think he had been suspended before. Uh, he had some problems. But he Prentice, when you, I don't think anybody would argue the fact that when you do come across an officer that has demonstrated that he doesn't belong on the force, nobody would argue, okay, right. they need to be removed. There's, but there's Mike, not. You don't a, get out of you don't you, you you do what you do what you are told. If this, listen, this is what I tell my son. This is what I tell anyone that I'm doing. Do what the police ask you to do. That's all you need to do is follow the directions. Don't come out of your vehicle with an attitude, or certainly don't come out of your vehicle with a gun, because I can tell you, you're going to die. That's the bottom line. One last thing and in so our last minute, Prentice. Um, a bunch of people went before the city council yesterday calling for change, saying we've had enough. We can't keep letting our police department kill black men. What is your message to those people this morning? My message to those people, and this is going to sound a little um, maybe harsh. Look, there are more black men being killed by blacks than the police. So that's where we need to focus. We need to focus on what's going on in our neighborhoods, figure out a way to stop our young men from terrorizing our neighborhoods. And the police are scared, too. Now, that's just the bottom line. These police are are on these jobs. They have families, you know, and they're trying to make sure that the rest of us are safe. So I have a problem with those that want to label the police as, as someone that we should be afraid of and someone that's doing all the killing. Because that's not true. You know, there's been 24 or 25 murders in Shreveport this year. 23 of them have been black on black, mm-hmm. if not all of them. And so, yeah, we, it's, a, it's a, something that we have to deal with. But you can't blame the police. That's not, that's, you know, the problem is that there are these guns in these neighborhoods and these people, uh, these young men are using these weapons. And they're using them against their friends, their relatives. They're using them against, you know, drive-by shootings, whatever. The bottom line is, until black folk, and I wrote a column about this, you know, when they were saying something about the mayor had said, well, you know, as I said in the column, we need to look in the mirror and see what's going on. Because bottom line is, the police are just trying to do their job. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. I have to ask you, you and Ruben both, help me with this. Okay. If I want to go look at my social media and you know my Twitter, my Facebook, whatever, and I don't want to see that Taylor Swift cut her hand, <laughs> can I block anything that says Taylor Swift? Can hmm. I do that? I don't know. I don't know if you can block like keywords or or not. Because uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to look for you know interesting little tidbits. 
and it's all filled with Taylor Swift, cut her hair. Or, you know, important news. Yeah. Just trying to find something. Yeah, like the president's announced he's running for re-election and, you know, know. Kamala Harris will be his running mate. Poor Taylor Swift tripped on her hem of her dress and cut her hand. And the other big news that, of course, it's all over my feed, Bam Margera is uh, on the run. Yeah. Is that true? These poor, poor millionaires and their their teeny little problems. Yeah. Yeah. What did Bam do? What is his? Apparently, uh, from what I've read, he beat up his brother and threatened to kill his whole family. Okay, so part of the story was his brother woke up to Bam banging on his door. And then he stormed off, apparently, before he could get to the door. You and didn't then say bam, bamming on the door? Bamming on the door, <laughs> yes. And then his brother, Jess Margera, came downstairs and found Bam peeing in the kitchen sink. Oh, okay. And then, then, a, that? And then, a, <laughs> and then a fight and then a fight ensued. I'm not sure if it was over peeing in the kitchen sink or what. Oh. But, um, I mean, but if you take the dishes out, what's the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently he beat up his brother and then threatened to kill his whole family and then ran off into the woods and nobody's seen him since. He's on the run. Yep. He's got a drug problem. He's drinking. drinking mainly, yeah. He's okay. a big alcoholic. He's... He's had some very public struggles, but you know these these poor poor millionaires. And uh, well, while we're looking at all this, uh, the the world is descending into chaos, and we yeah. can't see anything about yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> and these people are fiddling while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, one final note before we wrap. Uh, you know, Tucker Carlson got the axe yesterday. Don Lemon got the axe from CNN, and I was watching CNN yesterday because I was comparing both networks. I was watching both. CNN spent 13 minutes on Tucker Carlson's firing and 30 seconds on Don Lemon. Something's going on at Fox News. Dan mm-hmm. Bongino is gone. Mm-hmm. Maria Bartomoro, Bar- the money Bar- honey, yeah. remember? Mm-hmm. Bartomoro. Um, Tucker Carlson. I mean, something's going on. Well, it's all that stuff from the Dominion lawsuit. All their emails came out. And when you talk bad about the boss in your emails and your texts... Some bosses don't like that. But all of these that are gone are are right-wing, very conservative hosts. Yes. Are they going left? I can't imagine. Uh, People are ticked about Tucker. They really are. I can't. I mean, come on. That that would be like Bud Light targeting transgender audience. Oh, that would never happen. No, it wouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen. They would know better than that, wouldn't they? (laughs) Cattle uh, Parish Sheriff Steve Prater going to join us tomorrow morning. I can't wait. Oh, boy. We're going to talk about justice reinvestment. Oh, he loves that. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel.